Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! This is a podcast about marketing and money. Could we call it Marketing Money Podcast? I think we could. MarketingMoneyPodcast.com. <laughs> Yay. We're all delirious over here at the Marketing Money Podcast studio located in downtown Tupelo, Mississippi on a bright and sunny. Johnny just shotgunned a gallon of kombucha. So he's feeling this. Goodness gracious. What flavor is that? Cosmic. This is Cosmic Cranberry. It's organic kombucha. Um, I don't know. Something my wife thought was really cool and tasty, and so she said, try this. It'll make you healthy, and instead it makes me crazy. <laughs> I've literally never tasted kombucha before. Well, and it's not because I'm just yeah, having things. You ain't get, tasting mine, so okay. get your home I'm drinking drink. coffee. I got you. At 4 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Because y'all don't know what time it is on this podcast, because it just shows up. Friday morning. Like magic. Just, just gift wrapped with nuggets of knowledge just for the three people that listen to it. Yes. So the three More people. than three. But three people regularly. Like we have fans. Like I think if we could sell merch yeah, to three like people. Like my mom, my son, and not my dad. <laughs> so what's the topic today, Mr. Maybys? I don't know. We're gonna, what are we talking about first? Well, we were going to have a special guest today. Oh, on compliance, but what happened? Uh, much like compliance, they need more time to review everything before <laughs> they can commit to anything being done. I can, that makes sense. I mean, we're you know recording live or whatever, and might get twist tied. But but I mean that's the thing is like compliance. Like it this this is not a joke. We invite a compliance person, and I understand. So and if you're in listening, his defense, if you're listening, my brother, because he is a good friend of mine. Yeah. We're, we're just, just we're, we're on picking you. on you because we asked you last second, but it is funny. Yeah, and it and it is appropriate. Like, there's no reason that anything around compliance should be done last minute. Never. And he will record that and play it back for me at some point. I'm sure. When you're like, I really need an answer today to get this campaign finished. He's like, yeah. you just said on your own podcast, nothing in compliance can be done last minute. Best practices to get along better with compliance. Bribes. <laughs> no. The little, the little $5 handshake? Bribes. Bribes. I don't think $5 would get it. It'd have to be more like a $500 bribe. Right. And handshake. they don't accept bribes because... No. Because, because, here's because the it's illegal. <laughs> well, one, because it's... But, but no, I mean, it's... It, the the compliance folks out there get get a bad... Is it rap or rep? Because it's short for rap. I think it's rap. Is it like rap sheet? Yeah. What does rap sheet stand for, though? Like, where did that's, rap that's sheet? That's the crimes you've committed. Yeah, I know. I know what it means. But so, you, so, but report? can you have a good rap sheet? Mm hmm. Hey, you can't fold a fitted sheet. <laughs> you can't. I, you it is injured. impossible to fold a fitted sheet. Impossible. I have 30 some years because I didn't fold a sheet as a small child. So, I have 30 some years. I thought you were rich. That's probably why you've never I, had to fold one. We had people to do that for us. Yes, you did. So, um, compliance. So they, they get a, they get a bad rap from us marketing folks, but I think 
But they give the rap right back to the marketing folks. Too. They they do, but I think we could probably give some tips to make that relationship a little smoother. Our own Dave Pond, who who appeared appeared v- verbally, he verbally appeared on the show. Um, he audibly aud- appeared on audibly. The show. Yes. Somebody said audibly a really funny way the other day, audiologically or something during a presentation that I was watching. That's not cool. No, it wasn't. I couldn't make fun of them live. That's like saying, instead of analysis, saying analyzation. Ooh. That's a good one, too. That has some... Anyway, implications. So he wrote a A good blog that we'll link in this as well. But, um, I mean, I think the big thing is proactive communication and and letting go of the fear of compliance folks. And, um, I mean, maybe you have a jerk compliance person. So so that's the disclaimer. Maybe you do have a bad person. But think about this. You and I, as well as many listeners, attend and some speak. You and I speak at different conferences. And a lot of times I get the roll of the eyes or the raise of the hand of some bank that says, I could never get that through my compliance. Or how did you get that through compliance? Or what did you do to get that through compliance? You kind of look at them like, our bank is, and Josh, you've worked with us for 10 years now. I've been there 12 years or whatever. We're a pretty conservative bank. In fact, I'd say we're a really conservative bank. We see things other banks do a lot of times, and we don't say, how did, how did that get through compliance? We say, why did that get through compliance? A little different answer. <laughs> because we but my, my, rammed my, it, ramrod it through or somebody went well, no, rogue. They did. The other bank that yeah. we're talking about, we, we go through, we have a process, we use a, a tracking system. Uh, we have sign-offs at every level before anything gets to the public. Supposedly, now, you know that I'm not giving the 100% guarantee, but I'll give you about the 95% guarantee because sometimes a, a rogue banker out in the Netherlands will try to place a community ad that we don't know about. But that being said, when people say, "Why? How did you get that through compliance?" Because we did. Well, it's I a mean, human. I, it's, a, it, it's a person. And, and with a judgment call. And don't come in adversely. Like, you'll never approve this. Well, if you say that, they're automatically thinking, I won't approve it. Well, that's what I'd say is it starts with the approach, but the relationship is if you think, if you, I think there are people out there, banker, bank marketers, that make the compliance relationship confrontational and, conf- and conflict driven by the way they approach it. Oh, the, Here's some stuff that you'll never approve or whatever. Well, of course, like you said, of course they won't. One of the things I know that people are scared of, and, and this is one of those things, so um, as John said, I was going to say alluded to, actually you said it, you didn't allude to it, worked together for about 10 years. So when we hire, hire new designers, we work together closely, as you can probably tell from the, the banter, um, the rapport we have, but um, designers don't like to be generally don't like to be looked at over the shoulder or creatives. And I tell everybody, I was like, look, get used to Renaissance Bank and John Oxford because he's going to be here. He's going to be looking over your shoulder, but it's... Don't. I'm like a little parrot. I just land on their shoulder and go, do this, do that, do this, and do that. <laughs> yes, that yeah. is. That's what they call, they call you when you're not J- here. They Johnny, call you Parrot Dice. J- Johnny Parrot. <laughs> parrot Parrot Dice. Yeah. Anyway. Isn't that a Coldplay song? J- parrot. Parrot Dice? Yes. Because they only have two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a double whammy. It's a triple entendre. But th- there's prejudice that we bring to this stuff. So like, oh, I can't have somebody look over the shoulder. But what we let those designers, those creatives know is when John leaves, it's approved. So that t- takes a lot of this, the hard work out of it. So it may be scary to do this. And again, I want to throw my disclaimer back out because I don't know how Bobby's going to edit this because you... You listener did not hear a bunch of tomfoolery 
um, that, that Bobby hopefully edited out. So if your compliance person is a bad person, is just a, a jerk or whatever a female jerk is, I don't know, maybe it's not feminine or masculine. Anyway, if, you're, if your compliance person is a jerk, this may not work. But, in, but entertain involving them early on in the positive. They're busy, but in the ideation process, one of the things that we run into is, is and, and understanding too, there's legal compliance and then institutional compliance. And um, Renaissance Bank, for example, doesn't give advice on how to spend money. That, that, I believe that's institutional. I don't think there's any regulation or... Um, well, well the, the, the risk there is someone spends the money that right. you supposedly advise them to, and then they go, that something happens, right. and they come back and go, well, the bank told me to, and now you're liable. Right, but I think that's institutional. I think it, you it could... Is. It should be. Right. And Consult your tax advisor. Yeah, all of that stuff. You know, not, but, not may, all that stuff. But so. on all the content we produce that people are like, I don't know how that, that got through, um, one of our, our checks is hopefully, to run it by compliance early. And so there are times that if you engage compliance early with the – and look, it's not about bowing or kowtowing to anybody, but just, hey, I'm thinking about this, and they say no, working with them to say, well, can I get this thought across? Like, I think this is valuable. So we had one that started out it's, – it's, its life is like 10 things to spend money on – are 10 ways to pay down your credit card debt or something like that. I don't remember exactly. It was something like that. But it was compliance worked with us to reword it to make it a usable post because it was relevant. You know, financial literacy is a big deal, but we can't overtly say here's but, how to pay down debt. But you go you go get links from, I don't know, the FDIC or some other supposedly trusted, and they should be, I guess, as a government entity, depends on your conspiracy theories, but trusted government entities or other links to things that aren't necessarily your bank, but you're saying, you, you know, you take your risk out of it, but say, here's something we found that you might find helpful, but you get away from actually being the one giving the advice, which is frustrating when you're writing it, because you want to be the person giving the advice. So I completely understand the position the bank's in, though, is, is they don't want to be held liable for something they've said that can't apply to every situation that everybody has. Right. Well, that, you know, just having that relationship to be able to, to say and pushing to a degree in a, in a way to say, okay, I know you're telling me no, but is there a way we could even approach this? Can you brainstorm with me? And look, people love to be included. That's the thing, like... Be inclusive about it and say, look, I need – you're our compliance person, but I don't want to just send this to you to take up your time. Help me at the beginning, and it will help us both on approval, right? And that's another aspect, too, and we, we did allude to this earlier on um, just giving people time. We've worked with some folks that tried to do the whole, if I don't hear back from you, I'm going to run it through anyway. Yeah. Well, compliance has the ultimate power to shut you down on that type of behavior. If you don't let me know in three days, that's not a good approach we have found. Well, I think you have to back it up a little bit, too. A lot of it starts with your culture. I mean, not to sound like Pollyanna over here, but you know, our bank doesn't try to do things wrong. And I, we can talk about other banks that, I don't want to say the names, but that have been in the press in the past couple of years that have been popped for doing things that weren't really on the up and up. And my, my point in saying that is if you go to compliance and you're trying to do things the right way, you're trying to bank the unbanked, you're trying to get low to mod folks fi financial literacy and help them out. You're trying to do loans the right way under the stringent rules, trid and whatever else and, and you know, comply with Humda data regulations and CFPB um, regulations. And you're meeting all those. 
and your compliance people know that you're trained in it. You're a trained marketer. You've been to the conferences, the schools. You've met with the right folks. You understand the process. They'll trust you a lot more, too. So it starts with culture and knowledge, and then it jumps into campaigns and, and products and how you basically are placing those and giving those to the public. But to your point, it, it, it's, it's a relationship, uh, but it's also just being right and your compliance people trust you as well as you trust them. And, and it's to give and take too. I mean, there's a lot of battles I don't fight cause we'll come up with something super creative and realize that it would, uh, you know, do something that was out of bounds. And so we'll go to them and they'll say, yeah, you can't do that. And you go, okay, I, I can't, I was just going to ask anyway, on that long ramble, it, it really, it really comes down to knowledge, culture, and being right on it. And then finally working with your compliance folks who, uh, you know, they get a bad rap. I, I think that, that, it's not unearned in some cases, but some cases it is because the marketing folks are usually driven and out of the box and trying to push things that are crazy. I do find one funny tidbit is at the ABA conferences, the conference that has the most downloaded apps of the conference is the compliance conference. Oh, because now, you they're think complying it be, yes, to the... Yes, you think it would be a tech conference or maybe marketing or something where, you know, marketers... You I suggested want, I want that I tech. download the and app. And they say, we suggest you download the app. And like every person, that it's like 90% adoption. Compliance. And you go to marketing, it's like 60. I or, might. Th- there know, might be a... You go to trust, it's like 20%. Like, you know, we're interested in this, tech, that, but compliance, if they tell them to do something at the compliance conference, by gosh, they're going to do it. Well, that's probably a, a logical, you know, basis of, of going down that career path. You've probably picked up that I lean towards compliance because I have an aversion to getting sued um, or, or, you know, wasting time and money. I, I think uh, through things from a risk and compliance standpoint. Um, so we don't just do something crazy that's creative and not understand why the bank can't do it. You know, using that uh, mindset or the thought of that mindset as marketers, as we approach compliance person and, and letting them know that participation in ideation is part of compliance as well. And that marketing must get out for the bank to create revenue, to make money. I'm trying to think of what, because uh, I always try to take it back to tactical, practical. Build your relationship. Yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's in everything. Though. Yeah, but I mean, but people don't do it. It's not like it's dumb advice because folks just... Well, they hold their breath before they press send or enter to yeah, send an email. Enter with positivity. Like, <laughs> um, enter the enter early the, in the process yeah, and give them time to, to do their job. Because look, their job is the same as yours. Your there is nothing contradictory about those those two jobs. Your job is to promote, and their job is to be compliant or, or, or to enforce compliance. So you need to promote within compliance. I would say also get some knowledge in the area. I mean, if you're leaving member FDIC off of product advertisements, you probably should learn that member FDIC goes on product advertisements. If it's mortgage just mortgage with equal housing lender and, and an MNLSL number, not not May on investments. Yeah, I mean, there's certain things you should just know. If you look like, but but if you make yourself look like an idiot, then you're like, oh, well, they're not going to trust. High and mighty is like, but I've got to get this through. Well, you didn't have your not not may on this um, wealth management or investment piece. It's actually like not 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 may not not now. They've added some two new not may not 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 in investment (laughs) advice may go down in value or that's insured. Not insured. Not cool <laughs> <laughs> not gonna get approved yeah may make you pull your hair out not a job for you but anyway uh back to the the point of it though have a little compliance knowledge yourself you can also understand i get this a lot is 
if it says the brand name, if it says Renaissance, you don't have to have member FDIC on it. If it says Renaissance Bank Checking, Renaissance something or other with a product leading to a service or benefit, yeah, you need disclosures. But just Renaissance, you... I love when they're like, we need to put all these disclosures on a pin. No, you don't have to have this disclosure on a pin. But people, you'll see like some... But you might sign a check with it. Well, who signs checks anymore? I guess you still have to, even if it's digital. You have to sign for mobile deposit only on the back of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's like... Okay. Compliance. Compliant. Be compliant. Ah, never mind. Compliance sucks. Don't say that. They're going to listen to it and not approve anything we do. I'm, I'm kidding, guys. He's not, His eyes are waning. Can eyes wane? Let's leave him with something fun. Our, hey, you know what? Little known fact. Our, you see, it's, it's very little known because I don't know this I, fact. I'm the only human that knows this. Um, our podcasts perform better when they're fun. When have they been fun? For me? I mean, for us, yeah. But for others, like, how does someone know it's fun? You Before it's they listen to it. Yeah, that's my point. I don't know. It's got, like, a projectile energy that goes ahead of it. You and, think there's just a vibe off LinkedIn yeah, that people click like, on it? Brrr. Yeah. It's just <laughs> as the train rolls by. That's the vibe. That's not the train. It's not? That's the vibe. It's going oh, out. I feel man. the... Feel the fun. Anyway, make a relationship. Make a good relationship. Be positive with your compliance person. Involve them early in the process. And then don't be wrong. Like, hey, share the podcast with a friend. But not this one specifically? Yes. A, okay. a bank marketer friend. Share it. Share the love because there's just a lot of love here. And we'll see you next time. No, they won't. They'll hear us next time. Bye. Mm. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.